rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hey, hi, I'm alive, everyone. How's it going? I look, ugh, ugh, what the hell happened? What happened, world? The world, the world happened. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for whatever you're doing. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're doing. Hey, that's not me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I tried to schedule the video on Facebook, on the RDT Daily Facebook page, and it went, uh, it, it didn't schedule. It wouldn't allow me to schedule it. I, so I had to schedule it. I did schedule it on the, on the Tarabester page, so I don't know. Tarabuster just doesn't have as many people on it, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's good. I, I, I have no idea what's going on with Facebook. I hate Facebook, for, by the way. It's always something like this because I schedule the, the show. You don't even know what's going to be wrong until you're about just about 30 seconds before going on air. But I try to schedule it, and it would it just kept giving me an error message so it made me wonder what the hell is going on and if they have some kind of restriction on the show or on on the site it doesn't it does not it would not surprise me i don't know what uh i'll tell you what happened we have three strikes against us over the past maybe uh summer whatever i have a guy who runs the page primarily he puts a lot of memes up he he puts the um, the articles that are written on RDT Daily. He puts them up on the page, and he informed me yesterday that he was having trouble putting links from the RDT Daily site on the Facebook page. So that's a little weird. But they he also for the past few months he he not we only you we don't only use memes from. RDT Daily. I make the memes primarily from RDT Daily that have our branding on it. We share memes from other sites, including Occupy Democrats. He uses a lot from Occupy Democrats, and I have actually talked to him about that because I just don't want to be the Occupy Democrats, uh, you know, junior or something. Not that it would, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to have the same exact content. We need our own content and diverse content. They could just go to o Occupy Democrats, do you know what I mean? And just see all the same things. Go out and curate more interesting content from different sites. Not just Occupy Democrats. It's so annoying to me. But anyway, um, there were three memes on Occupy Democrats that were that he had reposted I'm not I mean he's a great person and a wonderful you know uh, whatever contributor and friend and everything else but they were cited as fake or false news by an independent fact checker memes okay um, so I asked him Dave my friend to uh wait hold on this is mike malloy on the he just texted me <laughs> coincidentally um let me see i'm recording a show let's see do you want to call in 
<laughs> to the show? That'd be nice. It's okay if you don't want to. If you don't want to. It's easier to, te to voice to text. I can call you after. Anyway, so these three of these memes that that Dave posted over the over a, a three month period were deemed as false news by independent fact checkers that are actually part of Tucker Carlson's one of his uh, one of you know one of his things that he does. So and I don't know. I was looking at these. They're very. Uh, I didn't get it prepared, but. I wonder if that has is that if that has something to do why where I'm not able to post if something happened and suddenly they have blocked me or something from being able to create content on the goddamn site, son of a bitches. But anyway, all right. I I want to explain. I didn't do a show this weekend because I was sick. I got. I woke up. I was I was okay. I'm not gonna get really into it because who needs to hear this shit, right? I I was not feeling well over the week. I've been very stressed out for various reasons besides being in this country, and I started feeling very down, like uh, you know, run down. So I I was getting going to bed early. I felt better, but and I really thought I had beaten it. And on, I think it was Friday now, I woke up in the middle of the night. I went to bed. I was, you know, ate a normal dinner, went to bed, woke up with 104 fever again, which has happened over the past year. And now I'm very concerned. I have to go to the doctor. This is a whole thing uh, about living in this country. I, I work for myself, basically. So I'm like, when am I going to go to the doctor? When people hire me to work for them or whatever, they're not, they don't want to hear, you got to go to the doctor. Do you know what I'm saying? So I have, I'm really kind of stuck. So I'm feeling really stressed about it. Okay. Let me see. This is Mike again. Okay. No worries. I'll talk to you later. I'll call you after the show. All right. He's not calling in. He's not in the mood. I don't blame him. I know it's disappointing. I'll get him again. I'll get him again. All right. Anyway, and I so I went to the doctor and in the I had to go to the emergency room. That's what happened because I didn't want to wait. It was in the middle of the night. I woke up and I went and I um, got some medicine or whatever. I was there all night and all into the day, but I do feel better. But also I'm wondering when this thing is going to come back because it's like some Freddy Krueger thing that comes and gets you in the middle of the night. And you wake up with 104 fever, which isn't good. I'm getting infections, and uh, and it's basically urinary tract infections, TMI, maybe. I don't know, just because it's urinary tract. We all got to go, but I, it's like uh, it went up to my kidneys. I, th I guess it's very common. I don't know. But I, it just seems ha to be happening a lot. And it's not like I'm getting any action down there either. That's the thing. So it's like, it's not, where is this coming from? So... That's the update. Hopefully, I won't die soon. I don't want to die. I was That's what I was thinking. I don't really want to die. I want to be here as long as I can. I want to fight for as long as I can. But it's, it's really hard because when you live in the United States of serfs and lords, you're really up against the wall. You have to battle constantly in this grind. It's constant stress. It is very stressful to be an American. 
It's not, you're not free. I don't feel free. I mean, yeah, I can free, I can sit here. Well, if Facebook allows me to uh, post a video on my own goddamn page, that's not freedom. You know, I'm uh, trapped in the corporate whatever, serfdom. I don't know. It's, uh, it sucks. I just want to relax. Maybe get out of the tri-state area for once in a decade. Go on a trip or something. What is what is the purpose of life? This is what gets me sad, and this and I all I talk about this again, uh, a lot. Going to the cemetery because I live by Calvary Cemetery, one of the oldest cemeteries in New York. I mean, in the country, not just New York. You know, life is so short, and this is what we're doing. This is this country where we have a giant orange monster leading us nowhere but down destroying any future prospects of an inhabitable planet, much less a democracy, we're just allowing it to continue. That's, that's really the most baffling thing about living during these interesting times, that we are allowing it to continue. What is wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Obviously, when you look around, democratic societies all over the world are becoming weaker, weekend, by by the autocracies with their active adversarial actions i mean it's an attack when putin attacks us that's a psyops operation morons not you guys the dupes who retweet fake news i mean maybe if i i don't know i don't know what's fake news on my on my fucking website it's not fake news i mean we work very hard to put publish things that are uh, that are accurate. I'm not out there trying to... What am I trying to do? Have health care? Have a living wage? Make sure everybody gets an education? Ooh, what a plot. You know, and I got these Tucker Carlson bastards up my UTI. <laughs> what the hell is it? That's the other thing that's annoying about the internet. Well, YouTube sucks, too. I mean, YouTube... The, the thing that sucks about... I like YouTube better, but I like... I, I hate their interface because it's confusing. And every time I seem to post a, a, a live stream, when I schedule the live stream, for some reason, a tweet goes out that says, Tara Buster starts now. I, I guess I had set this tweet up somewhere along the line. I didn't mean it to go out every time. It doesn't even go out at the time the show starts. It goes out when I schedule the stream. And I've been on YouTube. I'm like, today I'm going to figure out why. And I go around and around in circles. And you go into the rabbit hole. And you know where the hell you are. And you start at the beginning again. And you're like, I just was here. And I have disconnected YouTube from Twitter. I thought it was the that other thing that's that other app IT if that then this or whatever it's not connected what the hell and I send them emails nobody responds I'm like could somebody please explain why every time I set my live stream it says my show starts now when it's not starting for 45 minutes or an hour and that's annoying to people so I mean whatever who cares it's like the whole world is in a conspiracy against me <laughs> against liberals i'll bring you all into it so effing facebook whatever is annoying because they just it's just a, they don't have to answer to you that's the thing this is the future you're looking at the future you see republicans hate government so much supposedly well you know that i mean this is a whole other story they if you this is why i can't stand them on top of everything else that they do um 
talking about hating government. Because if you hate government, you're, you're hating the government the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us. You're hating the government that you're, you're want to serve in? No, I mean, the Republicans don't want to serve. Let's get that clear. We know that now. I mean, I've always known that. Many people are catching on. There is not an altruistic bone in a Republican's body. Zero. It is all for self-dealing and aggrandizement. Anyway, but Facebook, they do whatever they want to do to you, and you have absolutely no recourse. Anyway, I had a talk with my friend who, who runs the account, who, who basically, he's the managing editor of the RDT Daily, and I asked him, please do not use as many Occupy Democrats memes and all these these three memes got dinged as fake news and he was you know very defensive about it or whatever (laughs) but as if i'm the i'm facebook i'm not i mean it's not up to me you got to be very careful i you cannot reason with these people i don't want to put out bullshit anyway because i mean that's not what our uh, that's not our goal there's no reason to put out bullshit we are on the right side of history we're on the right side of humanity so I wondered, um, the, the whole thing was that, let me see, Tucker Carlson, Facebook, internet, fact checker. Nothing goes together, this is from an article on Mashable, nothing goes together like fact checking and Tucker Carlson, right? Facebook has a new fact checking partner, Axios reported on Thursday. It is checkyourfact.com, the fact checking arm of the Daily Caller a right-wing website founded by the conspiracy theorist peddler Tucker Carlson. And and so this is how I'm getting dinged. This bitch is running all the way to the bank. And I don't even know. I'm trying to find this meme. I know I'm annoying right now. Saying I need to find this meme. I need to find this meme. I should have prepared. But I I actually didn't know I was going to talk about this when I got on here. It just came up just kind of came up that's what happens let me see how do i find it i think it's in if i go to the settings or like i don't know there's a place that's the other thing everything is just like you go into a rabbit hole of you know you go down and down and then there you are for hours trying to figure out what the hell is going on all right, guys, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll find these memes, and I'll, it would have been a good conversation. <laughs> People are like, F this show. She's, she's, look at her. I mean, you got to give me a break here. I just had 104 fever. So, thankfully, I'm here right now. Let me see. Let me see if I do this, if I do a search. No, no, that's not coming up. Because I know there's like a quality rating or something. I can't seem to find it. Oh, here. Uh, I think I'm onto something. Ads, tools, more. Page quality. There we go. Yes, we got a ding. This is it. Your page has a reduced distribution and other restrictions because of repeated sharing of false news. Repeated. So... He shared something on May 6th that was false. Then 
uh, deemed false by Tucker Carlson, May 27th, and then June 20, 20th. That's the third time, and I was like, enough with this shit. So the, one of the things that were deemed fake is... This is a, this is a, it was a, it was just a, one of those memes that have the, it has the outside of a church and you put a fake saying underneath it. They deem that as fake news. Everybody knows that is fake. That that's just a fake little funny thing that people put on the side. You know what I mean? Like a church that says, that has a fake sign outside that says uh, God loves whatever, uh, figs, you know what I mean? God hates figs, you know what I mean? So that you type in yourself. That was deemed fake. And then somebody said, then there was a picture of, it was a meme, of a bunch, of, it says, this lovely moment in American history is brought to you by right to life protection of children, family values, Republican Party. And it's a baby, a child inside of a cage. And then the, the excuse was, this image shared on Facebook, this is from checkyourfact.com, Tucker's thing. Uh, this, an image shared on Facebook appeared to show a child in a cage along with a caption. This lovely American history is brought to you by Right to Life Protected Children, Family Values, Republican Party implying that the photo was a child detained by the Trump administration at the southern border. This photograph was taken as 2018 protest against family separation, not at the southern border. The child pictured momentarily stood inside a faux cage set up at the event. So what? So what? What is, how does that make it fake news? The fact is, it is, we're, the, we are uh, protesting babies in cages at the border this moment in american history the fact that we have to get out there and protest moments in american history that include babies in cages that's not fake news so they're saying this is implying something so you see what i'm saying it's not implying anything we're not saying that's at the border it never said that anyway it's just a fucking meme anyway. It's, but I understand, yes, you want to be factual and all that, but that's not even a, uh, false. This, would we, we'd be home. We'd be at the beach. We'd be at the movies. We'd be relaxing. We'd be doing something. We'd be riding our bike in a cemetery. If we didn't have to go and protest babies in cages. Let's see what the other one was. Oh, okay. So somebody, so this was from Occupy Democrats. Sarah Sanders, who is leaving the White House, says she's struggling to find a new job. I really don't care, do you? That was dinged for false news. This image shared on Facebook, this is from Check Your Fact, Tucker's thing. An image shared on Facebook claims that outgoing White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said she's struggling to find a new job. There is no evidence that Sarah made this remark. Can you believe this? That's okay. Okay. I guess they shouldn't have been so def definitive about it. And whatever. Who cares? But I'm just a little, the little stupid Facebook page that's trying, trying to get up that hill.
I think I can. I think I can. And these little Tucker Carlson's and Mark Zuckerberg's with all his rubles falling out of his pockets. They come down, they come squash us. So it hurts. Anyway, I hope that doesn't happen again. So we, our page is being distributed less now because of this. And it's annoying because we work hard and like, hello, look at the other side, frankly. They have a serial pathological liar. Whatever, it doesn't matter because that's, that's what they do anyway. I don't think, honestly, maybe the Sarah Sanders one, because they made it too much of a def definite thing. They should have just implied it. But the other two, um, they're not false news. One is just a joke that no, everybody knows is fake. It's just a, an, a church sign that people, everybody, it's, a, it's an ongoing meme. Do you know, you know what I mean? People change that as a... It, that's what happens. That's all over the web. There are millions of memes like that with different things that people put in there that they think are funny. It's funny. <laughs> and the other one is not false news. This moment in American history, the fact that we even have to protest babies in cages... That's an that's that's real. That's a real thing happening. So, all right, I'll get off my. I'll get out of here now. At least I was able to find that. I'm sorry I took so long. I'm sorry this show sucks. I'm sure sorry that I missed the other show on Saturday. I didn't do the whole spiel in the beginning. That I have to do. I don't have to do it. I guess I, it's good to do it. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here usually every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. It's a, I like doing the weekday specials when I can because it helps to find new, new uh, followers or listeners. And so that helps. So maybe we will. If you're new, thank you. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it. You're worth it. And keep it and live it. So... They, we're also on iTunes, um, actually, and on Progressive Voices, right? Where people know that. So give the show a nice review on iTunes. In August, I'll make this announcement before it slips my mind again. I will be on a panel in this thing in New Jersey called the Minds Event. It's going to be a week weekend thing. And if you go to my face, I mean, on my Twitter page at Real Tara Devlin, you, you'll be able to see my, uh, this thing pin, pinned to the page. I'm trying to get there now, and for some reason, what the hell? Uh, let me see, Real Tara Devlin. Real? I know, the show is really annoying today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, it'll get better. Hang out. Just don't give up on me. Yes, yeah, so meet Real Tara Devlin at the Minds... In real life, New Jersey, eight thirty one nineteen. So that'll be fun. Tara is New York's based comedian, writer, progressive commentator, and founder of the unapologetically liberal website RepublicanDirtyTricks.com, now known as RDT Deli. Use the promo code TaraBusters to save ten. That's TaraBuster, not S with an S, not with an S. 
to save 10% on tickets. At, so go there and buy some tickets and be there, hang out, because I'm going to need backup, baby. It's going to be fun to be on the stage with a bunch of conservatives and me. Hopefully there'll be some other normal people there, not just in the conservative. You know, it's us. It's normal people and conservatives. That's basically how I look at it. You don't necessarily have to be liberal, but if you're not Republican, conservative, right-winger, you're pretty much a normal person. That's it. So become a patron. That's the other thing. I want to thank the patrons who are my, the rock of this joint. And I want to thank Jude Morford, who, who is a patron in absentia, so to speak, because she was unable to donate on the Patreon page, but she actually sat there and filled out months and months of checks, which is, that's a very touching and loving thing to do. And it tells me to keep going. So thank you, Jude. And all right, let's get into the Democratic debate because that's fun. Oh yeah, buy some merch, like a shirt I'm wearing, whatever, you know. And go to RGT Daily, there's this link to the merchandising site and there's some funny and cool liberal stuff that you can wear to your next sit-in. All right. All right, I watched, did you guys watch the debate? There'll be another one tonight, I'm gonna watch it. I probably won't do a show tomorrow. We're gonna do the show, we'll, pro we'll talk about the debate and whatever else, whatever, whatever other catastrophes that happen on Saturday, so hang out then. But, um, uh, yeah, it would be an amazing dream team for me if Bernie and Elizabeth just said, hey, F this. We, if you pick us, we will run as a team. Why, why wouldn't they just do that now? You know, I guess because the Democratic establishment would would frown against it. Maybe not now, maybe down the road more. You got to get rid of some of these hangers on like Tim Ryan. I've had enough of him, this Tim Ryan. So let the, specifically, I'm, uh, I'm in shock about really how far right this country has gone. It's so far right that we literally have Democrats arguing Republican with Republican talking points. And it was, it was heartening to hear um, Elizabeth Warren point that out. That's, I, I'm, I constantly, I'm pulling my hair out, watching these Democrats just missing the point. First of all, let's say, as far as universal health, this is their, ex their excuse why we can't have it is because here's one of the arguments that we are constantly hearing, and it's annoying me, uh, that the, we, can't have, we can't have universal health care because there are, there are union members right now who have bargained because they have such shitty wages. They, they have bargained because why are they upset about the shitty wages? You know what? If they were upset, maybe these DLCers shouldn't have backed NAFTA. We told you so. So these union members, they, they in, in lieu of decent middle class wages, have negotiated away 
they're, they're, they've negotiated away their wages for decent health care. So, so I don't have the, um, you know, uh, I don't have enough money, but I, at least I can go to a doctor when I, my, the stress finally kills me or before. Or at least I can try. And actually, let me listen. Let's listen to Tim Ryan, who's annoying and needs to shut the f up finally and get the hell out of the race. All of all of these these DLC Democrats, you're not doing us any any favor. Who is really excited about Amy Klobuchar? People, I know everybody says I'll vote for any Democrat. Yeah, I, I guess I would vote for. I would. Yeah, I'm not saying I guess if Amy Klobuchar was the nominee, but that ain't going to happen. Amy Klobuchar is not going to be the nominee, Miss Klobuchar. And I heard your, I mean, uh, uh, we all know it's terrible, whatever. She's a real, uh, um, what's that word? She's a, I don't know, bitch. I don't know. Is it? She's really hard to work for. That says a lot about somebody. I, yeah, I have been around in, lo- in life a couple of times and worked with a lot of people uh, and you just know when somebody when somebody with power is a is an asshole that's just it just tells you all you need to know that they're a kiss up kick down asshole that they sycophant self dealer that's what that's all about and i hear whatever it's been said that Klobuchar throws phones and things like that at her underlings, interns. What the hell kind of behavior is that? It wouldn't be right for a man to do it either. Because they're saying, oh, they're just picking on her because she's a woman. She's a tough woman. That's not tough. That's weak. That's a kind of weakness to be a bully that can't control your temper and you can't treat other human beings with a modicum of respect. That you got to throw a phone at them? Nobody, uh, if somebody threw a phone at me, they, they would have a phone up their ass. So um, as, even if I work for somebody who threw a phone at me, I'd be like, cha-ching, honey, I just won the fucking lottery because I'm suing this joint. <laughs> I wish, please, would somebody throw a phone at me? <laughs> I'm only kidding. All of a sudden a right winger busts in and throws a phone at me. <laughs> Let's play, hell, uh, because Tim Ryan annoyed me, and if, I liked Bernie, how, how Bernie slapped his ass down. And that's what you got to do to DLCers, because they got us into this position. Do not make any mistake. Do not be confused, or not that you are. And don't, I'm saying, don't forget it. That the DLCers got us to this point. It's not just the Republicans. They had a lot of help dismantling the American middle class and the New Deal and the great prosperity. Can you believe it? There are and kids in this in this country right now, young people. They don't know that there was a time in the Amer- in American history known as the Great Prosperity. Could you imagine? We're living in the Great Disparity now. Because the United States is the most unequal country of all the OECD, whatever, you know, OECD nations. And that's not okay. That's not success. And that's not something to, to fight for. You want to fight for the policies that are right and correct that will fix this 
democracy-destroying income disparity and upward immobility. And you don't do it by saying we can't do great things. And here, but let me just play Tim Ryan, who ran off stage after Bernie bit his ass and went right to the cameras of Fox News to whine. On the floor. He was one of the guys tonight who was warning the rest of the pack, don't go so far left that you lose the potential to reach other voters. Uh, Peter Ducey is talking with him now. Peter. And Shannon, we were just talking with Congressman Ryan. Uh, you took aim at Bernie Sanders. He aimed right back at you. Uh, what did you What did you take away from this interaction that was uh, one of the big buzzy moments of the night? Yeah, well, I think taking people's private health insurance away is a, is a mistake. I mean, we've got, as I said, we've got union members who negotiated contracts with the business, to, and they gave away wages to get a good, good health care deal. And I see it all the time in Youngstown that, you know, that it sucks because they, they don't get the wages, but they got the health care. And the world's falling apart around them, but they have their health care. And so for, for Democrats to say our nominee is going to be the person who's going to, we know you got really good health care, but we're going to make it better. I, I tend to think that that's a disaster. And I know that you're in demand right now, so just one more question. Uh, Bernie Sanders, you said that he didn't know what he was talking about with union contracts, and he said, yes, I do. I wrote the damn bill. Can you yeah. believe this guy? Uh, is that effective well, to you? Do you no, take Do you well, take that? He didn't, he, didn't write the, he didn't write the union contract, so there's the no way. What the fuck is he talking about? Contract is. All right, I'm gonna. And that was my point. It's like you, you can say what's in your bill, but you can't say what's in the union contract and whether or not it's good or not. And it's up to the union and the workers to decide what's best for them, and 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 not necessarily him. So you know, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's I I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong for the unions. I know my my union people back home. Wow. Hate the idea of losing their health care like this and being forced into a system. And I just think it's wrong. Okay, so let me see. How many people, I just, I did this Google search. How many people, the, his, he's wrong in so many, on, on so many levels. According to Google, the Google machine, there are 14.6 million American labor, uh, pe Americans in labor unions, okay? And that's down, of course, from, it says, down from 17.7 million in 1983. Union membership in the private sector has fallen under 7%, levels not seen since 1932. There used to be a 35% unionized workforce in the United States, and during that time, referred to as the Great Prosperity. That's not a coincidence. Those are, those are correlated. Um, so there are currently 14.6 million union members, in the, but 44 million people in the United States that have no health insurance. So, um, what? So what? Paul, uh, Paul Ryan. He might as well be Paul Ryan. He sounds like Paul Ryan. Tim Ryan. So we're all supposed to. We're gonna let 44 million die. Because 14 million have been told by Tim Ryan that they should just stick it to who cares? You got yours, F you. And just the, take the fact that you don't have decent wages because you negotiated, because the, of the policies of DLC Democrats working with their Republican co conspirators to send jobs overseas. Don't, uh, but you know, take the crumb that you're that you're hold on to that crumb for dear life, while 44 million of your fellow Americans 
die needlessly. Not they're not dying needlessly. That is that's an exaggeration. Forty-four million have no health care. There are thirty-five thousand Americans die yearly needlessly without health care. That's a that's a thirty-five thousand Americans for years and years and years. How many people have we lost? Because of the thinking of somebody like Tim Ryan. I'm so sick of the selfishness in this country. So you won't, instead of going to those union members and, and being a leader and telling them and explaining to them that, yes, you've got a bad deal here. You've been handed, we've all been handed a raw deal. But it's not just about you. They, she, they should have been fighting when the Republicans and the DLC co-conspirators were, were dismantling unions. Why don't they get in there and pass union, like, card check and, uh, you know, whatever. The, whatever policies to build unions again. No, but no, it's all about, got, I got mine, Jack. Sucks to be you. Why don't we change the... The motto, the national motto of the United States from uh, e pluribus unum, out of many, one, to out of many, some. The rest of you, go, you know, go eat some Advil. Go die. So never, we're never supposed, we're never concerned about the, the millions who have not, nothing and the others who have insurance and still go bankrupt. In this bankrupt system, this morally bankrupt, decaying, greed-centered system that should have been dismantled decades ago. How many people would have been saved if, if, if uh, you know, Tim's, people like Tim Ryan that, had, that wanted to represent their constituents, if he really wants to represent his constituents, he should be fighting for health care for everyone, not just health care for some. So, I mean, what kind of an anti-American bullshit attitude is this? I'm so sick of listening to it. It is unpatriotic to, to just tell your fellow Americans, go fuck yourselves. We're, we got ours. Why, don't, why didn't those first responders on 9-11 say, oh, shit, look at that building. It looks like it's burning. Fuck that. I'm not going in there. I'm not going to go save those people in the stairwells and uh, whatever. It's me. Me, 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 Jack. What about the service people when they had to go fight in an illegal war based on lies after 9-11? Well, you know, they didn't say, oh, well, I ain't doing that shit. I mean, I wish they would have, but that's another story. I mean, but I guess this country, we're taught to not give a shit about anybody else. But we have all these founding documents in front of us that tell us we pledged our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. And these, these anti-American whiners like, like Tim Ryan, he's, oh, it's like this, this sincere, um, you know, concern, which is masking a sociopathy of just not giving a shit, of telling other people his constituents it's fine another it's what's the difference between that when we complain about republicans and their constant search for their superior moral justification for selfishness who's who said that i think that that's a very famous quote uh superior 
moral justification. Let's see. Somebody said that. Oh, John Kenneth Galbraith, who was some uh, an influencer. Uh, who was he? He was part of FDR's. Forget. No. He was in the FDR sphere. Of course, right? The, well, in case you're not familiar with the quote, the modern conservative is engaged in one of man's oldest exercises in moral philosophy. That is, the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. It, that is it in a nutshell. That is the Republican Party. That is the DLC Democrat. Like Tim Ryan, I don't give a shit if he says, I'm progressive. What is he progressive about? He's progressive of, uh, about telling his scared constituents, these, these union members that are the, a minority, uh, as opposed to the majority, the, the millions more, d- more than double, who don't have health care at all, that, uh, that they, they should hold on to what they have for dear life because it could get effing worse. Really? So I thought we were in this together. I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm uh, confused about what kind of country these people are living in. And we should not have Democrats that have this mo- modality, this way of thinking in their minds. That, oh, that's, that's what their, their excuse is. I'm just so sick of it. The, the Amy Klobuchar's, the whoever, the bold guy, the other guy, John Hickenlooper. Shut the F up. Telling us, the, those, we the people, the, the, the people who are living in this shit bin of disparity that are constantly struggling, the ones that have to sit on the phone with the effing insurance companies. Who effing loves their health insurance? I, 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 that's another one we keep hearing. Oh, we... Uh, People, you're going to take health insurance. I mean, there's ways that they're framing it. They're saying uh, people who like their insurance, like these union members, they like their insurance. On, and maybe they like it. They, nobody likes private health insurance. They like getting health care. That's what they like. Nobody likes the private health insurance racket. And even those wonderful union, uh, whatever, insurance policies that are for profit, that make money when they deny claims, when they kill people. You know, so like, in, for instance, United Healthcare's Bill McGuire, we remember him, who left United Healthcare with a $1.6 billion do- dollar bonus. Can you believe that? A bonus! 1.6! Now, one, so that's, that's normal? That's a normal country that gives one fat bastard, and I mean that literally and figuratively, $1.6 billion. Why are we giving one person $1.6 billion when there are people dying? Well, people got to take bus, trippers, trips, bus, trippers, bus trips over the border to buy insulin because it's just too expensive here. Where people are dying on their way to their third uniquely American low-paying job because they're cutting their heart pills in half. Who is that woman? What's her name? Died on the way. Cut pills in half. Let's see. What's her name? Uh, Let's see. Woman. 
It was, and that was what it was. Uh, she went. I wish that this is, it was a end is a missed opportunity for the Democrats. That that woman. Ah, shit. I'm just doing a bad search. Maybe I'll, somebody can search it for me and send me a link. But you know what I'm talking. This woman in Florida. She was she was a single mama mother, single mama, <laughs> and I'm not laughing at her. I'm just uh, my my stupid ways of speaking are annoying me. Let's see, Florida woman, heart pill. I don't know. Whatever. I uh, I have like a million windows open here with a million. other stories but I can't I always do this I go on a tangent but that's the that is what it is it's called a terror buster for a reason but the this woman cut her medication in half because she couldn't afford it and died on the way to her third uniquely American low-paying job and the Democratic Party should have turned her into their the poster child, how the Republicans do, you know, how they, they took that woman who was murdered by an undocumented uh, immigrant, an, an insane person who got, who murdered somebody, and uh, they turned her, and every, every right winger knows her name, I don't know her name, because I don't listen, I don't, I don't swim in the cesspool with the, with the Trumpanzees, but, they, that's what the Democrats should have done. But the Democrats won't because a lot of them are benefiting from the sick system. So I don't, I don't know how much money Amy Klobuchar gets from the health insurance industry, but it's, I'm sure it's something. Let's see. Let's see. Health insurance donations. Who the f I mean, what kind of a system? is this that allows legal bribes to to elected representatives so-called elected rep representatives okay let's see amy klobuchar i'm looking at her in open secrets packs food and lodging auto dairy these are the top industries how much did she get? Pharmaceutical and health pro products. She got almost 70 grand from PAX. Health professionals, $200,000. Pharmaceutical and health products, $200,000. I mean, what kind of shit is this? Really? Why would you, why would anybody give to a political candidate and want and expect nothing in in, re, in return? Of course, this is a broken ass system with legal bribery built right in. And the Democrats are talking about doing nothing about it except for a few. There are a few Democrats that are discussing the actual change we need. The change we can believe in. Remember that line? Change we can believe in. What do I believe in? I believe in universal health care. I believe that we should leave no one behind. 
I believe that, an, what is a country? But it's people. And the concern and care, we live together in communities and we try to make those communities something to, you know, to enjoy. And for others to be like, hey, shit, I want to live there. Not this, whatever the hell. And that's the other thing. And I, I think I spoke about this the, on, the, on another show and on, on other shows in general. Because the Democrats, they're always, not just the Democrats, the Republicans too. They talk, well, the Republicans are full of shit, but they talk about how we divided this country is. We're so divided. Well, stop dividing us then. The best way you unify a nation is you do things like Medicare for all, education for all, everybody in, nobody out. Trust me, if this were a... Hem- hegemonic, how, how do you pronounce that? Hegemonic country where we, primarily white, we would already have universal health care. It has always been about racist assholes not wanting to share civilization with brown people. That is the truth. And the the thing that it was very refreshing actually with Marianne Williamson on the show on the show well it was a show on the debate last night her response about reparations was informed intelligent and it was refreshing also because it assumed the intelligence of the listener so, and i'm going to play it right now because we'll talk about it you are calling for up to 500 billion dollars in financial assistance what makes you qualified to determine how much is owed in reparations? Well, first of all, it's not $500 billion in financial assistance. It's $500 billion, 200 to $500 billion payment of a debt that is owed. That is what reparations is. We need some deep truth telling when it comes. We don't need another commission to look at evidence. I appreciate what uh, Congressman O'Rourke has said. It is time for us to simply realize that this country will not heal. All that a country is is a collection of people. People heal when there's some deep truth-telling. There you go. We need to recognize that when it comes to the economic gap between blacks and whites in America, it does come from a great injustice that has never been dealt with. That great injustice has had to do with the fact that there was 250 years of slavery followed by another 100, 100 years of domestic terrorism. What makes me qualified to say 200 to 500 billion dollars? I'll tell you what makes me qualified. If you did the math of the 40 acres and a mule, given that there was four to five million slaves at the end of, of, of the Civil War, there were four to five, and they were all promised 40 acres and a mule for every family of four. If you did the math today, it would be trillions of dollars. And I believe that anything less than 100 billion dollars is is an insult and i believe that 200 to 500 billion is is politically feasible today because so many americans realize there is an injustice that continues to form a toxicity underneath the surface an emotional turbulence Ms. that Williamson, only reparations thank will you be very much senator sanders that's the truth there is a this is a wounded country and i always talk about it too that it, it takes a maturity. You have to have an emotional maturity. And in order to be a unified country, th- no wonder we're divided. We're not only divided along racial lines, political lines, but around uh, economic lines. Who uh, I, Am I hitting a cap? Am I, um, I can get my Pell Grant a lo- on my, uh, uh, below a certain rate and above? The, 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 it's all 
means of keeping us divided. The, it is the stupidest argument for Democrats. The other thing is for Democrats to say, I don't want to pay for rich kids to go to school because that is bullshit. It's another way to keep us divided. We're paying for everybody to go to school. If they use it, they use it. It is an investment. We're not, um, we're investing in each other. We're leaving no one behind. And rich kids will ever, will do whatever the hell they'll do. They will always have the means to do, uh, go to a, um, you know, pay more money for anything. So why would you say, I don't want to pay for a rich kid to go to school? That's really dis, dis misguided. And it's also another way that we're divided. So we're supposed to, so that just causes resentment because they're not paying. It's not like they're, they're opening up education. So anyone under a million dollars with a family who, you know, earns a million dollars can go to college for free. They'll, it's a hundred and something, uh, $120,000 or whatever. This is the part of the plan, but that's, that leaves a lot of people in the middle, in the higher middle class, I guess the the actual middle class, the, looking down on people who are uh, less fortunate and a, a little lower on the ladder and looking down on them with resentment. And this is what they are creating. Democrats should not be, not create that. The, and Marianne Williamson saying that us recognizing that where the the deep wounds of this country is um that's exactly what we need to atone for the original sin of this country which is racism to recognize it that's what you're saying i'm sorry this we recognize the free labor that we sucked out of the an entire group of people and we did nothing but terrorize you for the, how many years? 250 freaking years now? This is going on, and even after. They're still terrorizing. So, this, uh, you know, African-Americans. and But by not recognizing the pain, that's really the, the truth. That's why we, we take down... Confederate statues and all this other these these monuments to racism and hate. That's what a Confederate statue. They're not. They're up there because they're not. They weren't put there after the Civil War. They were put there in, during times of racial tension. So Whitey could tell the their uh, you know their neighbors know your place. Anyway, and it's weak. That's what it is. Ultimately, you got to be strong. We're, we're supposed to be a strong country. We're, we're so strong. You know, Trump always talking about strong, strong when he made a very strong denial. Putin strongly, you know, grabbed my ass or whatever he says. I, uh, it, you're strong if you're capable of facing the worst aspects of your, your society and dealing with them head on. If you really want to heal, you want to be a country, e pluribus unum, out of many one. You want to be a unified nation? That's where you start. It's not about us against them. We have to be in it together. <clears throat> Excuse me. There has to be sort of like a truth and reconciliation. Uh, we are sorry 
the how this country were, was founded. We're making up for it as a as citizens. But I I mean, honey, 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 I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, because we live in in and around a bunch of weaklings, weak ass little bitches, whining, whining, whining. Wah, wah, wah. I, I can't. I got mine. So, you know, F you. USA, USA. You point out anything wrong. I mean, the Republican Party really needs to be. Dra- I mean, what, did, what was that? Gordon. Uh, that, what's his name? Gordon. Uh, Norquest. Norquest. Uh, the American government needs, needs to be sh- shrunk down to the size of a baby and drowned in a bathtub. That's what we have to do to the Republican Party, metaphorically, of course. We, they need to be shrunk down, and they need to be told to sit in the corner and shut the F up and with their dunce hats on and contemplate what the hell they've done. They, I mean, really, I have said it for years. Republicans hate democracy, I, and now, sadly, they really are proving it. I wish they would stop proving it, but I can't believe how much they prove it, <laughs> frankly, every day. It's shocking how open it is, and that's how scary the, the times are be, uh, because they are no longer quiet about their disdain for democracy. They're openly courting dictators and doing the bidding of foreign adversaries who attacked us. Can you believe that? Could you imagine if this were 1942 and the, let's say, uh, the Republicans were allowing the Japanese to do whatever? I don't even know. No, because apparently during World War II, there were U-boats off the coast of Long Island Imagine if we knew that, hey, we were like, hey, there are U-boats over here. And the Republicans were like, yeah, no, no. They're fine. Nothing to see here. Uh, Hitler, Hitler told me that they're not there. He's, please, Hitler, don't send any U-boats over here. I, and I believed him. He was strongly, it was a very strong denial. I, that, that's treason. But that's where we are. Because... The Republican Party has never liked democracy. They never wanted it. They have always been dismantling it. They always wanted to reduce, as we say, government down to the size of uh, whatever and drown in the bathtub because they are they're, they're autocrats. They love autocracy. That's what they want. They are in the aristocracy. They want to party on our backs like it's freaking 1999. And they don't want us to have the means to do anything about it. To get up and vote them out of office. To vote them out of power. They're having too much fun. Like Mitch McConnell and his wife riding us all to the bank using the mechanisms of government. You see, these people, they're not smart. They're just... They'll, they're just sociopaths. They're just selfish. They're, they will do anything to maintain their power. You know, most of us wouldn't do what they do because we have integrity, we have morals, we have decency. We wouldn't go around tickling racist funny bones because we think it's an, a great winning electoral st- strategy. We would 
we won't, you know, we contribute to our communities. We wouldn't tell people, oh, it's okay, just, it's cheaper, just dump your shit outside in the, in the, in the lake. Nobody gives a shit. Oh, uh, you can, oh, you got a bunch of poisonous waste from your print shop? Go, go jump it, dump it over here, jump, dump it here. We would, because we respect our communities. We don't want to live like that. Or so you think, but Republicans hate this country. They are, they're sucking all they can out of it like a tick sucks life from a host. You see what I'm saying? They are parasites off of this country. And when, they, when they're done, we will be nothing but a husk. There'll be a flag waving with a frayed flag somewhere that it will be limp in the wind. And some made-in-China American flag lapel pins somewhere scattered on the ground. But that's what they, they're, they're up to. And I don't want to hear these damn Democrats um, in the same friggin' universe with them. But they are. So there, there are some, and some of them are running for president, which is a shame. It's an embarrassment. FDR is spinning in his grave. My God. I mean, really? What a... Ugh. So we could really be a great country if we... I mean, to get back to the racism for a second. If we were strong enough to confront and heal those racial divisions and do great things like um, universal health care. That's a unifying thing. But Republicans, see, that's the other thing. They don't, want, they don't want unity. They don't want us to be a unified country. They don't, because that's how, they don't win. They don't win when we're unified. They win when we're divided and scared and, and little, like they are. Well, they're, they're not, you know what I mean? They're not little. They're, they're little emotionally. They definitely are. But they... They, it's sort of like the same way they don't like the post office. The Republicans hate the post office. They've been, they've been trying to dismantle the post office. It's the oldest federal agency. In, it's older than the country, the post office. It, and it was founded by Benjamin Franklin before we were even a, a nation, you know, a, the United States, when we were still a colony. And... The, my philosophy about this, we all know about the Republicans' poison pill. They put the, this bill in the middle of, middle of the night. They passed this voice only or whatever. I don't even know how they did It's many years ago. They, that they require the post office to pay 75 years of health benefits in, um, in 10 years. And no other agency, company, whatever, private or public, would do that. They did it to dismantle, the, to, to cripple the post office. So their privateers like UPS and FedEx and all these federal contractors right, can come in and get these fat federal contracts. You know, they want the fat federal contracts. They would love to get the, the post office, you know. I mean, the, it's also the largest unionized workforce, and there's many problems with it now because the Republicans have trying, are trying to destroy it. 
I have numerous relatives who work for the post office, and my father worked for the post office. My mother worked for the post office. I mean, periodically. My, fa- my mother worked for a bank. She worked for the post office. You know, my father did other things in my life, but one of the things that they did was work for the post office. And I know, you know my cousin's a post, uh, postman now, and they use temporary workers because they don't have to pay them and they don't train them properly and they get no benefits and nobody cares. You know what I mean? They don't want... They're, they're really just dismantling the entire fabric of the United States. They want to get their hands on... Uh, I just read what... <laughs> Sin City NV on the chat said they want to get their hand they want everything they can get their hands on and i said they want to get their hand at the same time anyway but um yeah they want everything and they want us all to pay uh, the fact is the post office is uh, not only is it the largest unionized workforce it it connects us all it creates a community so you could send a letter for whatever it is now 45 50 cents i can't remember across the country in two days that's pretty amazing for 50 cents or less than 50 cents and not only that they go to communities that that the privateers won't go into because it's not profitable there's actually an indian or native american reservation or not reservation or town uh, in the I don't know, maybe it's a reservation, but it's at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And they, they are, um, they, they only, they're only accessible by a mule train going down the, into the Grand Canyon. The post office delivers there. So the FedEx gets there, they go to the post office to give their FedEx packages or UPS packages to the, to the post office to do the final route. Because they're not going down there. That's not, that's not profitable. So in, in the Republican world, that town would be cut off. They'd be sitting in the dark. I mean, really, for all over the country, for all these Republicans crying and crying about how uh, government and all this, they, the friggin' Tennessee would be sitting in the dark without the uh, TVA, without government, without FDR, you know, these evil liberals bringing them electricity. Why did you do that, Roosevelt? This is what I'm thinking now. You should, why didn't we just leave them in the dark? They're, it doesn't matter if you turn on a light for them. They have no gratitude. They, don't, they never say thanks. These are the same people right now that, are, that showed up at all the town halls during the ACA debate, screaming at everybody. Now that they're sitting there because, uh, you know, they're all addicted to opioids and they, they can get their, they're trying to get treatment thanks to the, to the ACA. And they're tr- holding on to their pre-existing condition protections. Now they're all, oh, I, I want my pre-existing condition protections. They, they never help us get anywhere, right? I mean, they never do. They're, not, they're, not, uh, they're never an ally to progress. They never do anything of, of good, positive. Name something. Would somebody think of something that a Republican, a conservative has done that has advanced us? as a people, as a species. 
We can broaden it. What have they done? I can't think of a one thing to, adv- to do something for somebody else. Have they done? I mean, really, what have they done? Have they brought electricity to anybody? Have they brought knowledge to anybody? All I see is them cutting off avenues of knowledge and cutting people off here and any, anything that's good. They got to roll it back. What have they done? Nothing. They're always constant. I mean, they, they allow, I guess, uh, um, idiots not to bake a cake for, for a gay couple. That's real freedom. They're fighting for your... I, I, what? They're fighting to kill you, really. I mean, literally, they're in court now trying to take away your pre-existing condition protections for all those... You know, the, I know Trump talks about the, the rat-infested uh, shitholes or whatever the hell he said. Of, I mean, that's the other thing with Trump going off on, uh, on different parts of this country. This is what the Republicans do. It's a, that's just another example. What, I should really do some more research and write an article or something about that because Republicans, I need to write that down because that's a good topic. The, no, because what, the, I, the topic of the Republicans constantly denigrating parts of the country Let's see, denigrate. I'm just writing a note to myself. It, it hasn't, it wasn't just Trump. I mean, Trump is just a disgusting monster. But how, all, how many times have we heard about Massachusetts liberals or California liberals or, right? Real America. This is what Republicans have been, um, st- this platform that Republicans have been standing on for years talking about denigrating different parts of the country or Chicago, Chicago politics. They don't fucking like this country. Get that. Get it through your heads. They don't like America. So everything, it's like they are, they project that exactly what Hitler told them to do, right? They learned well, which is accuse your opponent of everything that you are doing. Everything you're doing, throw that on to the opponent. Uh, Trump just said something today, actually, that the Washington Post is in, <laughs> is colluding r- with Russians. You see? So you better believe that Trump colluded with Russians that, and his entire crime family. So... <sighs> The other thing, so, all right, I want to really talk about the health care, too, with the Democratic debate. Because, obviously, it's one of the things I want to see happen in this country before I die. Maybe it'll kill me. That'll be irony, right? The one thing I would like to see before I die is the very thing that kills me in the end. Uh, I mean, why not? Why not me? Many people have died. People who wanted to live. Uh, that's what breaks my heart. Imagine the value, the value they have sucked out of this nation. The people they murdered needlessly because of their greed. How does somebody like Bill McGuire, for instance, the, the former 
United Healthcare CEO who left with a golden parachute of $1.6 billion for, I mean, what does one person need $1.6 billion? Why, what, if he had any integrity at all and, and business being anywhere near anybody's health, he would have said, what the fuck is this? $1.6 billion. Why does anybody need $1.6 billion? This is, a, this is an immoral outrage. This is an offense. Get, give this to the patients. The, the, pay, some, pay, pay, pay some claims. Get, give people some health care. How many people had to die so Bill McGuire could have his, his cushy cushion? I'm sure he's fine. He's okay, though, right? Mitch McConnell's fine. He's rich. He's rich as hell. Tim Ryan's fine. He'll have government health care his whole life. But it's, and that's the other thing. All right. The, one of the things that annoys me, I want to, here's, here's from the debate from last night. This is that, another dlc or that needs to get the hell out of the race. Bullock? Governor Bullock, I want to bring you in. You do not support Medicare for all. How do you respond to Senator Warren? No, health care is so personal to all of us. Never forget when my 12-year-old son had a heart attack within 24 hours of his life. Had to be life-flighted to Salt Lake City. But because we had good insurance, he's here with me tonight. Okay. In the day, I'm not gonna- That's not why he's here with you tonight. Because you had good insurance. Because you had fucking health care. That's, that's different. Different things. Different health care is different from health insurance okay let's just let him finish plan that rips away quality health care from individuals rips away rips away we're ripping away something that sucks example of wish list economics it used to be just republicans wanted to repeal and replace now many democrats do as well we can get there with a public option negotiating drug prices ending thank you governor Oh, get the hell out of here. You see what I'm saying? So he's like, we, my son is a lot. You know, it's all about them because we had good insurance. It's also because you're rich, too. You had good insurance. You, it's not the same thing. Health insurance is not the same thing as health care. So when these Republicans these, and these DLC Democrats go on and on about, oh, I don't want to rip insurance from people. I'm sure we're going to hear that tonight when the second round of the Democratic debates happens and we have Joe Biden on the stage without Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders to give him some red ass. I mean, I hope Kamala Harris kicks his ass, frankly. I'm sick of him, too. I don't know why. I mean, we know the corporate media is in the tank for Biden. I mean, I watch Morning Joe. It is nothing but a it's a Biden commercial. That's all it is. Intercut with segments about how nobody wants to have their health insurance ripped away. That's the, and also uh, that's what that's all it is. It's polls about how Biden is doing in the polls and really what a decent person he is and the, how everybody doesn't want private health. I mean, doesn't want Medicare for all. That's that's the loop. Um, private health insurance is not health care. People don't like private health insurance. I can't stand listening to this. All of, like from Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper all last night talking about how people like their health insurance. You're going to rip it away. 
They like their health insurance. Who the fuck likes you know who likes United Healthcare? Aetna. You like Aetna? What they're there to skim money off the top like a racket. They are that's why I call them the insurance racket. That's all they are. They stand in your doctor's office denying care. Even when I went to the hospital. I went to the doctor, you know, released me and gave me antibiotics, called in antibiotics to the pharmacy. The pharmacy calls, of course, you know, I'm laying there with a hundred and freaking four fever. Pharmacy calls, oh, your insurance isn't covering this. I'm like, what? Oh, they, they prefer something else, a different drug. Because they're, they know better than the doctor, you see. Because, you know why? Because they made a deal with some pharmaceutical company. To get, to get money from, you know, for a reduced rate or something. Like, who cares? I don't, it's, this is not a business. And I was like, can you call the doctor, please, and ask him to adjust his prescription? Yes, of course, blah, blah, blah. Like, what a nece- unnecessary roadblock for just because the private health insurance needs their VIG. I can't lay there and try to get better. I got to, uh, my, my, my medication is delayed so somebody can make a, make a buck. It's sickening. It's disgusting. And you got to worry. Well, what bills are going to come now? That's what I got to worry about. It's like, oh, here come the bills now. What are they not covering? So who likes their health insurance company? I love it. I love it. You know, even if you have insurance, you can go bankrupt. What kind of, that's a system? And on top of it, it's the worst system. They they negotiated great um, health insurance? Let's see. United States, U.S., let me see. Hold on a second. U.S. health care worst is what I'm searching. Um, Well, this is from 2014. It's a little old, but. The quality. This is from 2019. U.S. Healthcare. Let's see what if this is a reputable. The intellectualist. I never heard of it, but whatever. It says, of the eleven of the eleven developed nations evaluated by the Commonwealth Fund. Oh, I remember this was recent. Uh, the United States comes in dead last on healthcare. Of course, every year that this. Commonwealth Fund releases a report and they rank the healthcare systems in the world. Uh, the United States is consistently dead last in, in their report and, and all positive measures. So it says, and this is a quote from Newsweek, the Commonwealth Fund focused on care processes, access, administrative efficiency, equity and, and health care outcomes, studying 72 indicators within those fields. The 11 countries analyzed were Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and the United States. The report found 44% of low-income Americans have trouble gaining access to coverage compared with 26% of high-income Americans. In addition to ranking last or close to last in access, administrative efficiency, blah, 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 the U.S. was found to spend the most money on health care. 
All right, and this is what I'm saying. To gain the more incremental improvement, the U.S. may need to pursue different approaches to organizing and financing the delivery system, the report says. These could include strengthening primary care, supporting organizations that excel, whatever, whatever, whatever. We need universal health care. Enough is enough. It's really outrageous that on top of it, so this is what they're arguing for. Think about it. And when you hear Joe Biden say, we want to um, fix the ACA because that's their angle, they're using the same talking points as Republicans, as Bernie and Elizabeth Warren pointed out. These Democrats are, and the, and the moderators are just propelling, as, as Bush would say, catapulting the propaganda by last night how many times did uh jake tapper say that are you in favor of raising taxes for uh uh while whatever for medicare for all raising taxes on middle class americans and that's the republican talking point that bernie was was talking about let me see if i have that clip yeah here we go can't go to the doctor, and when they come out of the hospital, they go bankrupt, all right? <laughs> what I am talking about, and others up here are talking about, is no deductibles and no co-payments. And Jake, your question is a Republican talking point. At the end of the day, and by the way, and by the way, by the way, the healthcare industry will be advertising tonight on this program. Thank you, Senator. Senator Warren, it's your turn. Oh, can I complete that, please? Your time is up. Thirty seconds. tonight with that talking point. And actually, I do have that ad. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. We come from different walks of life. But we agree on one. Yeah, we just thing. walk in. We don't want to be forced into a one-size-fits-all government insurance. Shut system. the fuck up. Yes, we do. <laughs> may call it Medicare for all, Medicare buy-in, or the public option. But they mean the same thing: higher taxes or higher premiums, lower quality care. Bullshit. and bureaucrats in control of our health. Bullshit. We can't afford one-size-fits-all plans. We need to fix what's broken, not start over. Really? Um, what's broken is basically everything. How about we we learn and move the f on? That anyway, whatever. Oh my god. I want, and I sometimes I wonder. This is this country is 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 this country so far gone that we will never be able to recover? Because I you think about things of like like going to the moon, right? How JFK rallied the nation to go to the moon with with 10 you know within the 10 years and you know i mean we would never be able to do that today with this divided ass ass backwards country clinging to horrible things like like for-profit healthcare because it makes a few people very rich and then you have all these lobbyists who want to hold on to their greedy little grubby hands around our necks, squeezing any dollar out of our miseries? And uh, doesn't matter how many die. Are, are, are these really? Are these patriotic people? Because they're they're literally lobbying, knowing that. Well, I guess maybe they don't think about it. You're in denial. Maybe I don't know, or they don't care. 
they're, the work that they do ensures that people will die without health care or go bankrupt. That's why, for instance, like Wendell Potter, the great health, ex-health insurance executive who left the health insurance industry to fight for universal health care, who's still fighting because he has a moral compass. And the tales that he tells are chilling. That's not, it's never about your care, your, that they, that they want to help you. You like your health insurance company? You, it's like you like Satan or Freddy Krueger. Well, I don't know, maybe. I don't know, what kind of, is there a villain that is evil but also robs you blind? Some kind of, maybe the penguin or something? It's like, if you like the penguin, you can hang out with him. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, ridiculous. How much do we hate ourselves? That's what makes me insane. And they, on the corporate media, they keep talking about, well, you know, when President Obama is the worst lie that he said or he got dinged for was telling people, if you like your doctor, you can keep it. Uh, and the, you, who the, it's not Obama's fault when the private health insurance company doesn't have your doctor in their plan regardless, before Obamacare, how many times, I can't even count how many times I had to find a new doctor because uh, the insurance, whatever, changed in some way. Uh, or my company got new insurance. Or nobody ever th- cried about it. No Republican ever le- left a, you know, uh, ever fucking pulled a hair in concern about who was losing their doctor. And now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we want to keep our shitty health plan that doesn't cover anything. And, uh, I mean, it's just really sad. And I just think sometimes that we're, we're so beaten down. You know what I mean? And these Democrats, like, I was really, gr- it was really great to hear Warren. I don't know if, did I play this already? Warren, I don't know why... People saying, I don't know why you're running for president. If you're, if you did, well, I'll just let her say it. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. <laughs> That's the fucking truth. Our biggest problem in Washington is corruption. It is giant corporations bug on the side, dumbass, baldy. No offense to baldy, but he just looks like a moron. we need to have the courage to fight back against that. And until we're ready to do that, it's just more of the same. Well, I'm ready to get in this fight. I'm ready to win this fight. Thank you, Senator. (laughs) Anyway, it's really true. That's the whole thing that happened during the Hillary campaign that I was like, who are, why are you even in it? If you're, that's your whole platform that we can't do things. Oh, sorry, it'll never get done. All right, Tara Jr., sit down. Sit down. Sit. If you're gonna stay, sit. You know what I mean? You, that, wh- that's um, really inspiring to rally around. And Elizabeth Warren was, uh, was interviewed by, what's his name, Chris Matthews, but he, and he was really badgering her. And I actually, I grabbed it because it was uh, it was unbelievable story about what it means for people who have health insurance someone like Addie Barton he's got this cute little boy Carl I keep his picture in my office 
He's dying of ALS, and he has really good That's insurance. That's Lou Gehrig's disease. Right? That's right, no. Lou Gehrig's, and he has really good insurance. And you know what he does? He has about $9,000 on average every month at the insurance company. So it's, no, we're not doing that. We don't care that your doctors think it's right. His wife spends hours and hours and hours on the phone fighting, please, would you let him get this? Please, would you cover that? And he talks about how many thousands of people join him online every month to beg friends, families, strangers for money to be able to pay for the medical bills that their doctors say they need and their insurance companies say no. we got to remember, basic model of an insurance company, taking as much money as you can in premiums and pay out as little in health care costs. They don't have the money now to pay for their own necessary treatment. They will have it under your plan. Where does it come from? So costs are going to go up for the bazillionaires. It's going to go up for the big corporations. But out-of-pocket costs for middle-class families actually going to go okay, down. Let's go to the mechanism because sure. it's important. You'll get to this later in the campaign, if not now. Medicare, we've all been paying since I was 15 in the drugstore. I was paying Medicare up to 65 with the idea you'll survive maybe 15 more years. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have Medicare for Life or government, pay, uh, government health insurance, you'll have to have more benefits. And Bernie's talking about the eyeglasses, hearing aids, oh, everything. Oh, boy, what a uh, disaster. There's will have to be more money. Oh, the humanity. Oh, well, your payroll go up. You, you guys dodge that tonight. Don't no, vote. it's no, not you, a dodge. It's no, about Jake where... Because kept saying, how much of your tax is going to go up? And you said, you, you he how said... How much are your costs going to no, go no, down? No, no, no. Different question. How much will your taxes no, go up? No, it's how much are your costs. I have a different question to this. It's how much families end up spending. I know spending. that argument. I you know, know how you've covered it. It's not just an argument. you're covering it. You know, the Republicans did a study. And they hoped to show that Medicare for All was going to bust the budget. And you remember what it ended up showing? That Medicare for All is cheaper than our current system. That's the Republican. I know the version. argument that you put it all together, you reduce the cost for health care premiums, and you get more benefits, and therefore you come out ahead. But will you pay more in taxes? But this Why is don't a, you want to answer that question? This? Because, because it's, Jake said tonight, it's that's a, a Republican question. talking point. It's not a Republican talking because point. This it's a is question. A, it's a question about where people are going to come out economically. Look, no, that's not I my spent, question. That's I not my question. My question is how much wow. taxes go up. I spent most of my life studying families that right. went broke. And a huge chunk of them went broke because of high medical bills. And many of them had health insurance. So the question is not, do you have health insurance or not have health insurance? The question is, how much are you going to have to dig in your pocket to pay? I know that's the answer that you'd like to give, but no, will your taxes the go up? Holy shit, The question is your total cost. Okay, but there's no answer to the question where your taxes There go. is wow. an answer to the question about your costs. How about taxes? Because it's costs that... Taxes, taxes. Oh, my God. What is it? Does his, this guy give a shit anyway about taxes? He's just trying to agitate people and it misinform them about ta what about taxes will your taxes go up taxes taxes like he ever lost a, uh, an ounce of sleep worrying whether he could afford his health care these people are disgusting they're anti-american they hate this country because guess what if you hate your if you if you allow your fellow americans 45 44 million americans to go around right now without health care, without health coverage of any form, you're, you're an anti-American. You're unpatriotic. That means, because the, the very root of the word patriot, patriot it, it means fellow countrymen. So if you, as I always say, if you 
you don't love your country if you can't if you if you turn your backs on the people in it the country are is are the people the country's the people and why does his this this monster all of the monsters on the other side who are rallied the confederacy of dunces who are rallied against us getting something that uh, stepping forward into the community of the entire world that has uh, has healthcare as a right of citizenship not a privilege of wealth they're they why are they not um badgering the republicans about why they don't give a shit about the 44 million americans who have nothing or those who go bankrupt or those who are dead now thanks to their policies and the policies of the DLCers who, who's, who, whose best idea is um, we can't do it? Get out of here. That's what I was saying like, in the last election. We, that was, um, it was pragmatism. Oh, I know people don't, I'm hearing Amy Klobuchar. She sounds, that's what she's talking about now. It doesn't sound sexy to talk about how you're going to pay for it. Well, wh- um, why not repeal Trump's tax breaks to the 1%? Actually, Bernie has his plan how he's going to pay for it. Quite detailed. Not that the, the corporate media makes much attempt to educate the public. They just keep badgering and badgering. The, he's talking about a transaction tax on Wall Street speculation. About time Wall Street bails us out Main Street. I don't know. That's what time it is. But Wall Street owns Washington. So we get the badgering. And they also own the corporate media. You know what I mean? It's all interconnected. And you cannot have the those uh, legal bribes running through the system, flowing through the, the lifeblood of this body politic without it corrupting, without this corrosive influence that is killing people. And while they sing these teary-eyed renditions of America the Beautiful, let's remember all those who needlessly died. Who who knows who these people were, what stories they told, the the grief that they left behind, and the, the whatever it may be. You know, I always think about that. The the songs that were never written, the poems that were never written. The, uh, the, the, the laughs, the, 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 the things that make us human that were never shared with the loved ones because people were dead. And, the, and the, let's say the children left without fathers or mothers. <sighs> the human being, I mean, I, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago I read that, that, that tombstone from Calvary Cemetery about the, the the World War Two vet who died in in North Africa during whatever I don't know what didn't say the battle but twenty two year old lieutenant and uh, under his monument was his mother's inscription saying she died for one and a half years after her son gave his life for this country she was inconsolable and died of a broken heart. How, how many broken hearts 
have been left behind by these effing, selfish, greedy policies when we know we can do better. How are you going to pay for it? Repeal Trump's tax breaks for the 1%. First of all, start, I mean, on day effing one, and then go from there. How are you not going to pay for it? It should be the question. Why aren't we paying for it? Why are we so stupid that we are paying the most for the, le- for the least? Oh, because some union members got a good contract because they weren't getting paid wages, a decent wage. That's an offense, too. So let's keep that shit going. Let's keep that, that uh, circle jerk going and, and, and F the $44 million. I'm so sick of that, that, that argument. Anybody who makes that argument, we should start just calling them un-American, unpatriotic. That's a, that's a very unpatriotic argument. I wish somebody would confront them with it. If I ever see them, I will, but not that they'll listen to me. It's unreal, and it needs, it needs to stop. Americans need to start seeing through the ruse. Are we that broken? Are we that... Are we that? Are we suffering from Stockholm syndrome? I, a lot of us are. I understand that. They think they're they're millionaires. Well, not millionaires. They think they're middle class because they only have to drive an Uber six days a week. They're not middle class, honey. You're 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 like the working poor. And the fact that this country has a classification called the working poor is should be. Uh, should be a clue. The so and it, it, this great health insurance co- uh, racket that everybody's supposed to love so much and don't want to give up. As I was fumbling around on the web, I saw one of the things that really irritates me about it, and another another thing that is uh, points to its failure is um, I came across this article about how Dawn Wells from Gilligan's Island is, she's dying, she's old. Is it Dawn Wells? No, it's Valerie Harper. So that was another one. Dawn Wells was another one. But she, okay, Valerie Harper, um, okay, GoFundMe, this is from USA Today or whatever, but whatever. It is USA Today. <laughs> it's not the gr- most high end of publications, but. GoFundMe created to ease Valerie Harper's unrelenting medical costs amid cancer fight. Are you kidding me? What a disgrace that we have to go on the internet highway on the side of the road of of the proverbial internet superhighway with a sign. Please, please help me. Help me. I want to live. This is America? This is, this is a great country. What does a great country do? That's a great country. Yeah, while, while people like Chuck Todd and uh, Hardball Chris or whatever and Jake Tapper go rolling by in their BMWs. Well, pretending to care. They really care about those union contracts. Not so much when the, when the DLCers and the Republicans were sending the jobs overseas that removing their bargaining power, why aren't they fighting for the, the, like Taft-Hartley and 
or for strengthening union laws, pro-union laws, allowing unions to strike. That's another thing. A lot of there, there are a lot of unions that are forbidden legally to strike, taking away their very power, hobbling unions. I know, right, Tara Jr.? I know. Tara Jr. Jr., I should say. <laughs> He's very talkative, so. Okay, so uh, Valerie Harper. A GoFundMe campaign shared to Harper's official Facebook page has created was has been created by a family friend for Harper's husband, producer, actor, Tony Cacchetti, who confirmed its authenticity, authenticity to USA Today. Harper, 79, known... All right, get down, get down, get down, get down. Harper, 79, known for roles on Mary Tyler Moore Show and Rhoda, overcame a 2009 lung cancer diagnosis. She revealed in 2013... She has a terminal brain. She has terminal brain cancer. Tests revealed something I can't pronounce. A rare condition that occurs when cancer cells spread into the fluid-filled membrane. Get the hell down. Surrounding the brain, Harper told People Magazine. Stop it. At the time, she was opting for chemo. Anyway, all right. The point is, this is a get down. This cat is really annoying me but I love him uh, years later medical bills are piling up Valerie has been grateful for over the oh, uh, over the years for the medical breakthroughs this has been a difficult journey insurance doesn't cover everything the campaign states there are unrelenting medical costs on a continuous basis isn't that unbelievable what a disgrace is uh, and um that this is what somebody, yeah, you know, everybody knows. It's not just Val, about Valerie Harper. She's just one of um, uh, many, of million, you know, out of many one, right? Out of many one on the GoFundMe page. This is where we get our medical costs. We go beg strangers. The high, the low, the middle, it doesn't matter. We're all, we're all going to meet some kind of malady one day. And... The best, it's, what a stress on top of it. What, this woman who is just trying to die with dignity has to go on GoFundMe and beg. And then uh, what, uh, what kind of a stress does that create on someone who every day is precious? You want to spend your day on GoFundMe instead of whatever you want to do, if you, whatever you can do. Maybe just laying in bed trying to be comfortable. Trying to spend time with your loved ones in your last moments on this effing earth forever and ever and ever. You're not going to, you're not going to uh, a mansion. We, it's, we, get, we make the best of it down here. So, another, as I was reading, I came across there's this other thing that was just actually out today about some, I don't know, I don't watch sports, but it says former Florida Gators tight end Jordan Reed, who plays for the NFL for the Washington Redskins, 
made a $10,000 donation to former UF and NFL player Neron Ball's GoFundMe page. According to the GoFundMe page, Ball is fighting for his life. At UF, Ball was diagnosed with a rare congenital condition called, I don't know what the, I can't pronounce it, AVM, according to the page. This condition causes the brain's blood vessels to get tangled and rupture. In September 2008, Ball was admitted to Emory University Hospital in Atlanta with a ruptured blood vessel. Okay, let's just get to the... Ball's GoFundMe page is to help with the medical care as his health insurance does not cover the appropriate care necessary to give him the best chance of recovery. Oh, I, I thought if you... If you like, maybe he likes it. Wake him up. Ask him if he likes his health insurance and if he, would, he wants to keep it. This is an NFL player. How much money does he have? Donations for more... But he's got to go on GoFundMe? This, I'm not saying about him. It's a disgrace that he has to do that. Let him try to live. Donations for more than 13... I mean, 1,300 people have flooded the page that was created last week. In six days, the $50,000 goal was suppressed. The page has currently raised close to 80 grand with Reed's big donation on Tuesday. And everybody, of course, is, you know, commending this man who who made the donation. But why the hell is he have to do that anyway? That should be the focus of the article that that this football player lives in a country where people can't just get better. They got to go on GoFundMe to beg for help. In the United States of serfs and lords, that is the richest country on earth. That's the other thing. We're not living in where, I don't know, some hut somewhere. This is the USA. We have wealth here. We have corporations here that don't pay a, a dime in taxes. And the other thing, okay, before the show is ending, I'm going to end this show into, at, uh, I guess, 7. So it'll be two hours to make up for the show that I lost and or missed. And I'm sorry for cutting into Bob Kincaid's show, but I'm just sorry about that. I just couldn't get it in, uh, get it together until this time. I, I had to do it at this time. So, wait, what time did I start the show? Was it at six? Was it at five? Yeah. <laughs> where am I? Does anybody know where I am right now? <laughs> I don't know, Tara Jr. Jr.? He answers me. So... I think I started it at five. I'm sorry, I'm very confused because I wanted to start it at a different different times, and I changed the time initially. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm fine. It's two hours. If it's not, it's not the end of the world. It isn't the end of the world. Not yet. One day it will be for me, but it is not today. And oh shit! What was the other thing I was gonna say? Ah, damn it. But anyway, the, you go on these GoFundMe pages. I think th- I saw some some statistics somewhere. Go how many? How many GoFundMe? 
uh, for medical. Medical fundraising. Can you believe this? Discover medical people are raising. Where is it? I'm trying to find if there's some kind of statistic of how many of the GoFundMe campaigns. Oh, it says right here. One in three campaigns is for medical bills. The CEO of GoFundMe says. GoFundMe has raised more than $5 billion from 50 million donations since the website launched eight years ago, and one in every three of the site's campaigns are attend intended to pay medical bills. That, that is disgraceful in itself. We should be embarrassed as a species. When is it time for the rest of the world to come in and say... Listen, uh, uh, you know, and have an intervention. Enough is enough here. And I'm so sick of it. So what time does the Democratic debate start? I think it starts at 8. We'll have enough time to settle down between this show and watch that show, which is, is a show. And I can, I'm not uh, really looking forward to listening to Joe Biden and uh, these other DLC Democrats talk about how we can't have universal health care. And how the other, the, what Joe Biden says, and I think I said this on the last show, but how he was saying, oh, we, our plan, his health plan picks up m the, m most of the American people. You know, most. Out of many, most. Right? Forget out of many one, out of many, you know, some, like I said. And then apparently now Kamala Harris's plan, she wants to phase in Medicare for all over a 10-year period, you know, to phase out the private health over 10 years, which now think about that if President Obama had phased in the ACA over 10 years, it would be up to... Donald F. and Trump to implement it. So good luck with that, Kamala. It's the pandering that gets me sick, too. No wonder I'm so sick all the time, right? The, the pandering to policies that suck. If that's what you believe, I guess that's fine. It's sort of like Rand Paul, Ron Paul. You can only expect a grunt from a pig, as my father used to say. But if you're just swinging in the wind... And changing because, oh, okay, political. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm going to pander here, pander there. We, let, get the hell out. Go away. We don't need you. We're sick enough here. This country sucks enough. We, don't, we want someone who can fight. We need uh, someone like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Uh, that's it. That's the dream team. Joe Biden? Go away! Oh, God. Before I go. I know people are going to be like, oh, you're, you're going to make Trump win. Of course, if Joe Biden is the nominee, I'll vote for his dumbass, but I'm uh, not going to be enthusiastic, and there is no enthusiasm for Joe Biden. That's the whole, that is the bottom line. And as we know, he may have higher poll 
ratings, as we constantly hear approximately every 20 minutes for the last three months. But he uh, is not inspiring, and I can see why. Here, This is something that I just want to play this from Joe Biden, an interview, because it annoyed me. So I think the public's interested in how you're going to fight Donald Trump. And uh, Kamala Harris, uh, if you weren't ready for her, are you ready to fight this guy who doesn't play fair? Let's just say he lies, fact. He bullies, fact. And he has a very, very loose respect for the law. That's putting it kindly. This is a different ball game. It is different. I'm What's used your to strategy? Bullies. Really? I'm used to bullies. And, uh, and so my strategy is just to go out and remember that famous expression my grandpa used to use when they yelled, they said to Harry Truman, give him hell, Harry. He said, no, I'm just going to tell him the truth. They're going to think it's hell. What the hell is you he know, talking that's about? That's all you got to do with this guy, not all. But I, I have no, I know it will be an ugly campaign. I know it will be not an honorable campaign that he'll run, but uh, I'm not backing down at all from him. It's very different than turning to someone on a stage who, uh, who um, says something so off the wall to me. Uh, yeah, the truth. That, um, and it's uh, because I, I don't want to Referencing Harry Truman. Of anyone on a stage. Exactly. Uh, it's not what I intend to do. But I realize that some have concluded that because I didn't respond very tough back mm -hmm. to her, that how can I take on Trump? Yeah, you look um, like an idiot. I've never had any trouble taking anyone from Trump to Putin to Xi Jinping or anybody else. So, I mean, it's not... Uh, Joe Biden's trying to act cool. You make it to the general. You're on the debate stage. He's lying. He's saying we're doing great. That's his brand. We're stronger than ever. He starts making fun of your age, your mental state. He starts going after you in ways that this is... I mean... I say, come on, Donald. Come on, man. This is what annoys me. How many... Push-ups you want to do here, pal? You know, right. I mean, jokingly, you know, come on, run with me, man. It's like run I was in, me, a, in a parade in Okay, okay, come on, come on, Donald, come on, man. Like that's your that's your plot, that's your plan. Come on, man, come on, come on, man, come on, Donald. And that's not the first time he's that's his thing. What what is this fucking festivist now? We got feats of strength. Him and Donald Trump. I'm I'm, I'm stronger. I uh, come on, man. I'll take you out. I'll take you. I'll pump you in the nose, man. This, this is why. So, meanwhile, people are cutting their pills in half. They're stepping on their diabetes medicine because they can't afford it. And they're, and they're up there. Come on, man. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna help some. We're gonna fix what's wrong with the ACA. Even though what's wrong with the ACA is the very thing you're protecting, the private. Health insurance racket. That's what's wrong with it. On top of, you know, I mean, the fact that we needed, even needed to have regulations that told an insurance company that, you know what, don't kick people off when they need it. Don't, something called rescission. Don't kick people off when they get cancer and then you, you go through their file looking for some reason not to cover them again. That's the reason that uh, the even that we even needed to go in there and do that and do that says everything that we don't need this disgusting rapacious industry anymore. Shame on them. They should be they should be they should be illegal. Frankly, how can you tell? And then oh, the other some Democrats say who said this? Maybe it was 
Oh, how? Oh, it was, uh, it was that, that dumbass Chris Matthews. How can you tell? This is America. How can you tell a private company they, that they can't sell a product? Really? They sell that to private companies all the time. You, you can no longer buy cocaine eye drops. You can't buy heroin over the counter either, either anymore. You can't buy a car without an engine in it and call it a car. I mean, there are regulations all the time in corporations and uh, consumer protections as little as they are. Oh, my God. This country. Will somebody please take me out of this country? And if you're a right-winger, please start a GoFundMe page for me to get me the hell out of here if you don't like it. I will take you up on it. Mamma mia. I mean, it's like these Democrats telling us, oh, some, leaving some people behind. That's an acceptable thing. It's collateral damage. Who cares? You know, USA, USA. So next time we're attacked and they tell us we move heaven and earth to save one human life, one American life or whatever, what are we going to tell them? Bullshit. We got people dying right now. Oh, God. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out today for the surprise weekday terror buster. Thank you for allowing me to let this steam off. And I know maybe the show was a little weird today in the beginning. A lot of maybe dead spaces. (laughs) And I don't know. You be the judge. That's all I can say. I don't know. I'm not watching the show. I'm just doing it. Sometimes in my head, I'm like, does this show, uh, is this show working out? I have no idea. But I keep doing it, and people keep listening, so I guess it's doing it okay. Well, anyway, become a patron. I would really know if I got some freaking patrons, more than the ones that I have. Though I appreciate you guys very much. You are the rock of the show not me i will read off your names on the saturday show only because it's just it's too late now i'm very sorry that i did that and i'll read and i'll read it off again and again and again maybe get to the point we'll have to put in some kind of system maybe read off the new patrons only because there'll be so many to read off that's the thing so that's where we need to get okay maybe i'll get some sleep Guys, go to Bob Kincaid's show, headon.live right now, and check out his show, already in progress. My name is Tara Dev. I didn't even put up the lower third, the entire show. This is how off the, the weekday. The weekday Tara Buster is just like, it's a free-for-all. The cats are running all over. I look like this. It is what it is. I There's a lot of fumbling around Facebook won't allow me to post to my main page whatever we just keep doing it as I always say we do it anyway alright so listen I will see you on Saturday probably Yeah, <laughs> unless I'm uh, finally meeting my maker hopefully not or whatever I get to 104 fever hopefully not 
Thank you for hanging out. Please become a patron. Buy some merch. Give the show a review on iTunes. And you can donate a one-off if you want. There's another, if you go to the RDT Daily website, you could do that if you like. You can hit up the sh- Super Chat and the YouTube. That helps, too. Everything helps. Keeping us going. Okay? As I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. And we will leave no one behind. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in a couple of days.